On this episode of Fauda, I left that job in 2015 to pursue this full time. Um, and I remember that day like it was yesterday because I'm, I'm, I don't know, I was, I was kind of a beta in that situation. I didn't, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to let my, you know, I didn't want to let my boss down. But it just got to the point where I was like, listen, I gotta, I gotta go full steam ahead on this, on this YouTube thing. I had it titled the Syrian Ibrahimovic, yeah. and that got demonetized. And that was like. That What? was like two years ago. Yeah, it was the Syrian Ibrahimovic. Bro. So how do you deal mentally with these fluctuating numbers and keeping up with these figures? It's just, I mean, simply, it's just part of the game. You know what I mean? It's, it's in our nature. Maradona meant something to that country yeah. during a time and still does, and Messi means something to them now in a different way than Maradona does. Yes, you know, Maradona's God. Is cool. Zwei Zwei is cool. Where did the name Zwei Ba come from? So it uh it it's a candy. It's like a piece of toast candy in Germany. It's the most boring story in the world, but I'll explain it. So, okay, then we'll skip it. <laughs> well, wh whenever you whenever you come up with a YouTube channel name or like a you know, it, it's not often that you think it's gonna go anywhere. So you just come up with whatever random thing is. You know that's why you have so many weird sounding names. Um, and yeah, it was this true. toast in Germany as a kid that I put Nutella on and have it, and it's spelled <laughs> a little bit differently so they can't come after me. Uh, but uh, that's where it's from. And in German, it's uh, Zwieback, but I switched it. And, Zwieback. Yeah, it, yeah. it stuck. That's I, a that's a pretty glorious German <laughs> word. And I think um, it's safe to say that I mean I want to say welcome to Lebanon because I know virtually technically right now you you are in Lebanon in our eyes, but yeah. I know it's not the first time you've been here. Yeah, you've been you, here around like, like two, three three times, three times right? You've yeah, been here, like, three, three times. times. Three times, 2001, three times, and then 2015, and then 2000. Sorry, 2001, 2014, and then 2016. 16, yeah. Yeah, which is super cool. And you had the privilege of attending a Lebanese wedding. Yes. Which I, can I just tell you something, just from my perspective? Having a YouTuber who plays FIFA attend a Lebanese we wedding <laughs> is such a weird <laughs> contrast. <laughs> like this is the weirdest thing, honestly. I, I can't imagine. Like, did you manage to compose yourself where people like? You know, being nosy, asking you about your business, your net worth, or or how did it go? No, not really. I mean, it was it was pretty chill. Um, the uh, the only time I ever really someone came up to me about the FIFA stuff was day number two at Shafiq's apartment in uh, in Beirut. Mm. We were on the balcony, and I was hanging out with him and his mom. And I noticed in the corner of my eye there was like a group of kids gathering by the by the beach by the boardwalk. And yeah. I didn't think much of it at first, but then. I was like, okay, hold on. They, they keep looking up here, right? So I check my Twitter and it takes forever to reload because of the amazing internet. And then sure enough, yep. uh, sure enough, uh, they're like, they're like, wait, come down. And then so I go back out on the balcony. I'm like, uh, you know, do you guys mind if I go downstairs really quick? And they're like, why? Like, why would you want to go downstairs? <laughs> you just got here, you, like, you, you know. Um, and then sure enough, it was, yeah, it was like five, it was five uh, kids from the city. And they mm. had seen me take a picture of the view of the skyline from the from the apartment and they all lived yeah. in the area so they tr like triangulated of sorts and figured out exactly <laughs> where that was it was brilliant i yeah. gave them credit i gave them credit so yeah i went down i gave them a couple t-shirts and uh it, it was cool it was a really good and, interaction uh, and then outside of that yeah. it was just literally yeah just an awesome time in lebanon the wedding was nuts cool wedding was absolutely yeah I was, i was i was about to ask you right now like what were your impressions of lebanon during your and lebanese people yeah and lebanese people during i mean always always um you know so so 
growing up, you know, I've known Shafiq since fourth grade. So we had actually tried, I had tried to go there in middle school a couple times. And there were, there were some issues where it wasn't safe to go. And so my first trip to Lebanon actually was canceled. I, was, I wasn't allowed to go. Mm. It was during the summer of, something happened during the summer of 98 or 99. And it prevented me from mm. going. But then uh, August 2001 rolled around and, and we went as a trip. It was me and my two other friends and then also Shafiq. Um, so that was my, uh, that was my first, uh, first trip there. And it was, I mean, I had never been to a place like that before, you know, as mm. sp specifically as far away from Miami as I possibly could mm -hmm. have gotten. But I mean, I fell in love with it near instantly, man. Like the food, something about the, it's going to sound cheesy to you guys. Cause you guys are there, but like something about something about like a Mediterranean sunset with that mist and it's yeah. hot as, you know, there's just something, no, I, something yeah. romantic about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, we still, we still feel that romantic feeling even up until now, having lived here for such a long time. We okay. understand that it ain't cheesy at all. Yeah. That's the thing. We curse this country all the time. <laughs> and then we just look at the sunset or we look at the Mediterranean and we're like, yeah, but damn, we have a view at least. Yeah. You even know? just look around you sometimes at the mountains and yeah. the views and shit. If and we're like, going to burn alive, at least we're going down with a view, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> It's that weird contrast of these two very extreme different different viewpoints. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 I don't know why it gives me that little bit of satisfaction that you visited here and at least we can we can yeah. relate from there's from like exactly there's like that type of relationship where like, oh shit, you've been like as Ryan said earlier, one of the biggest FIFA YouTubers in the world has been to Lebanon so many times, is actually very familiar with our culture. Like you said, Shafi is one of your closest friends and going into the conversation going more towards the topic of like fucking YouTube and FIFA. Like when I was in middle school, if somebody came up to me and told me like, you know what, if you can make a career, if you learn how to edit videos, you can make a career of playing FIFA and uploading those videos to YouTube. I would have been like, fuck it. I want to do it right now. But Dude, I, I would have, I would have been, I would have asked that person like, what are you smoking? What are you injecting? And where can I buy yeah. you know, several See, kilos? You have like you two have. polar, uh, <laughs> two yeah. different reactions. I went, I went down the narcotics <laughs> avenue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you you could tell like substance abuse between yeah. us, <laughs> but no, it, it is it is. I'm I'm so so. We're both so so curious about what you do. Yeah. Um. And I just kind of you know without making it boring, when did the idea come come about for you to be like, oh shit, you know, I can I can make a career out of out of playing FIFA. Well, um, it started. I mean, I've been playing video games all my life. Been playing FIFA since mm -hmm. I, you know yeah. 2002. Um, Madden, Counter Strike. Interestingly enough, some of my fondest memories are in internet cafes in Beirut with Shafiq. Oh, it's Counter-Strike. Yeah, Counter-Strike. Counter Counter right? Yeah. Dude, Counter so like Counter-Strike at home in Miami by myself playing against other people online across the world. That's one thing. Being yeah. in an internet internet cafe in Beirut <laughs> with kids screaming their lungs off, 100%. like literally screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah. Bro, totally different experience. It, yeah, it was like the it was the best land party ever. But anyway, so anyway, the, the first two nights we did Beirut totally wrong. We should have gone out. We should have done the clubs and stuff like that. But no, where were we? We were the internet cafes of Beirut playing Counter Strike. So, so that's Counter Strike. That was one of my you know one of my loves uh, growing up in terms of you know the actual game. And then uh, 2012, 2013 is really when gaming and YouTube started becoming a little bit more, you know, yeah. taken a little bit more seriously. There still weren't a lot yeah. of people doing it. You had PewDiePie, you know, you had KSI, obviously. He paved yeah, the way for yeah. everyone in the FIFA community. And yeah. um, it, But it started when, hitting the mainstream around that time. Like, people started becoming more, 100%. like, knowledgeable about the term of gamer, like what yeah. the gamer actually does. Yeah, I mean, like the industry was non-existent. There was gaming, and like you had a couple pros during the two the early two thousands, but it was around two thousand ten 
ish a couple of years after that where the content creation actually became a viable uh, job as opposed to just being a pro at the game. You didn't have to be incredible at the game. You just had to have a camera, uh, a couple, you know, a hop hog, which is what we called it back. You had, had to have these, you know, this device that you hooked up to your console or whatever. It was really difficult. It wasn't very accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then flashback to like 2000, uh, flash forward to 2013, 2014. I saw a couple of guys doing it. I was in a financial services job that I did during the day that I didn't really love. And so I'd come home at night and then I would stream playing FIFA. Don't ask me how mm-hmm. I figured out how to set everything up, but it, it worked out. And so I'd work from nine to five. I'd come home, have dinner, and then I'd stream from like nine to three in the morning. And I did that on a loop for about a year, year and a half. And, you know, I'd have a few people in the chat, you know, cl- close knit community, a few people in the chat, but nowhere close to being able to do it as, pro- as a profession. And then, um, yeah, 2014 rolled around and that was a really popular FIFA and I got kind of lucky meeting the right people. One of the, one of the bigger guys in the community, and I always got to shout him out, Nepenthes, uh, mm-hmm. one of the, is one of the biggest UK YouTubers, period. He came in the chat and he was like, Hey, I like what you're doing. You know, come on our Skype call. You know, Skype was big at the time. Um, yeah. and, uh, he was like, Hey, come on the call. Let's, you know let's like network and you know there's some other guys here let's all play together and that kind of just one thing led to another and it snowballed and over the years it just kind of ended up working out between uh between Mm -hmm. youtube and twitch and then i left that job full i left that job in 2015 to pursue this full time Mm -hmm. um and i remember that day like it was yesterday because i'm i'm I don't know. I was, I was kind of a beta in that situation. I didn't, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to let my, you know, I didn't want to let my boss down, but it just got to the point where I was like, listen, I gotta, I gotta go full steam ahead on this, on this YouTube thing. And he understood. And he was like, all right, you gotta go. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's what I think people don't understand. Uh, number one, the concept of watching other people play video games has been so alien to a lot of people, Mm. obviously to the older generations, like my parents, not even your parents though like people our age i remember we were Sometimes explaining, even we were explaining age, yeah. last weekend to one of our friends about like oh we're gonna get the gamer on and he's like bro what is this thing gaming like i don't understand yeah, like, people like, spend yeah. their time watching like, others other play a game and he doesn't understand that esports in general is one of the fastest growing industries in the world and might even eclipse at one point like popular sports in terms of people that are actually consuming it and watching it and what i th- i've watched many of your videos and even before we knew that we were going to do this with you I've come across your videos as well. And I think that's the thing I kind of wanted to ask you. When you think about it, everyone can get a PlayStation. Everyone can download FIFA. Mm-hmm. Everyone can play the game and everyone can record themselves playing the game. So in essence, it's 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 a very simple thing. But I think what separates you from the rest is, number one, the dedication you put in. Like even your intros like your intros have become legendary your, right, I was, I was telling you right I was telling him about your intros like the way I actually found out about you was through my younger brother around 2014-15 when you do your intros to the videos I'm like and I wasn't really into like gamers at the time so my brother was playing it I'm like dude who's this guy and you're doing the intros about Piquet Shakira and like fucking uh, the Zohan you got creative with it you got, I, yeah you really I'm surprised I haven't gotten in trouble from from some of those but yeah dude yeah. and in, in the fucking lockdown in the, in the recent lockdown back in March my brother and I were bored and just opened YouTube compilations of your intros of your old intros man they fucking cracked me up up until now and that's, yes. and, that's, and that's crazy to me that people will literally go and watch compilations of your intros and, and I think it's just a testament to you because you really put in the work like it's not as simple as it looks and that's that's the message I kind of want to give to people. Everyone's like, oh, anyone can do this. You can play video games and talk on a, on a mic and just, be, but it's it's not that. So like 
do you think there are very like what are the biggest misconceptions you think that people have of what you do um misconceptions you, you guys hit it you guys you know you guys hit the nail on the head pretty much that it's I don't want to say it's the most difficult job in the world. I don't want to hype it up like it's this like crazy. I mean, sure, it requires a lot of work and dedication that often goes overlooked, but um, it's for sure. Yeah, probably, you know, just the misconception that it is that you're just playing games and that's it, that you just you click a button and then you just kind of just wing it and you're just playing video games and then you upload it and that's it. I mean, there's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Like you guys said, the editing, you know, yeah. Um, the intros aren't as elaborate as they were back then. But I, uh, you know, I, I, I came out of film school, so I tried to bring a little bit of like a cinematic experience to the oh, FIFA community. Okay, that explains it. That explains so I was you. like, fighting that in the okay. yeah, yeah, dude. I was like vicariously kind of like trying to do uh, like a Scorsese thing in FIFA. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, and it, it worked out, but um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the intros were nuts. I would spend probably, I'd probably spend two hours on the intro and then like the rest of the video was pretty easy, you know, because it was like a 30, 45 mm. second intro and then the rest with FIFA. And the FIFA stuff was still fun, but I was kind of, I don't know, I blended the two things, which I suppose mm. was the differentiator that made the video stand out a little bit more, right? Mm. So I think, I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, advice that I would give to anyone is probably, I mean, the pa passion shines through. I think that's true of anything yeah. that you do. You, if you're not passionate about it, people are going to pick up on it instantly. And it's like with you guys. I, the moment I saw one of your guys' podcasts and one of the videos on Instagram, I knew that you guys were passionate. And like the small details that you guys do with your show, you can tell that you guys believe in what you're doing. And it's the same thing. And I, f I find that to be a commonality among people that are uh, successful in whatever field is you just have to be passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Um mm. So for me, that's what it was. I mean, I'd wake up every morning, dread going to work, and then around three or four o'clock, I'd be excited because I'd be thinking about what I was going to do that night on stream and like, what could I show them that's different? What maybe I show them something they haven't seen before. Um, mm. So I don't know. I there was always that, yeah. and since then, every day I wake up and some days are tougher than others, right? Like they say, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I don't necessarily mm -hmm. agree Not with true. that. <laughs> Not true at all. Yeah, because. You do something for long enough, there's going to be aspects of it that are mundane and that you're not going to want to do. And taking a day off is another thing. Like we can talk about yeah. that later, but I, I was I was going to comment. I was not going to comment. I was going to add on to when Ryan was talking about. So you started gaming and one of the misconceptions people have is that gaming is simple and easy. But when you become a very big gamer as yourself, another thing is having that pressure to constantly produce content and be out there and spend long hours like i can't even imagine the amount of hours you spend per day just streaming and creating creating cool shit to release out there and man fuck i, I can imagine it gets really really fucking exhausting as well and i yeah. think that's something that people don't really understand people just think you're sitting down and you're playing games and you're having the time of your life but like i don't think that's the case at all well uh so I'll bring it back to Lebanon to take off yeah. to take off the week that I needed to go to Lebanon. And and I only stayed a week because I thought of, you know, the channel, you know, I was like, OK, how long realistically can I take off where I can edit enough videos ahead of time and not just drive myself absolutely crazy? So, yeah, in 2015, I, I think the seven days I was gone, I had a video pre-edited and half of them uploaded. I had to upload the others from Lebanon, which was interesting I, I had to hand I break apologize the, on behalf of my government dude i had to hand break i had to hand break the videos down to like 15 megs and even then i was kind of like having to upload through the night it was hilarious but i mean hey we got we got it done and that's you know it's that resiliency um that's true that's true there is a little bit of pressure i mean obviously um 
Yeah, I mean, because the way that the YouTube algorithm works, it's shifted over the course of the years, but like daily content, you know, for a while was the thing that you needed to do in order for the algorithm to push your video, you know? So say you upload on a Tuesday, but then you take off on a Wednesday, the, and then you upload on a Thursday, the algorithm will say, okay, well, these people watched on Tuesday, so we're going to push this video on Thursday to them. But since you skipped today, we have a, we don't have as much data. And it, I don't know, it's it it's an interesting science behind Wait, the algorithm, yeah. I suppose, with any platform, right? Like Instagram favoring, I, I don't know, like oh, Instagram models. We're trying models to crack and, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> We're trying yeah, to yeah. crack it right I, now, I saw, by the way. I saw how politically correct you were being. I was going to come out and be like tits and ass. But that's, that's it. Uh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they scan every image. And if, if they have that in the picture, it's like, okay, well, that's going to be, we're going to put that to the front page. That's um, true. That's I remember once we, we had the post that we wanted to upload on YouTube. It's like a small clip of one of our episodes about like people sexualizing a girl's profession. And we had like our designer draw a picture of a girl doing like a handstand, but <laughs> in tights. And then YouTube kept on denying us from kept on denying that thumbnail for being put on the video. And it wasn't like it wasn't vulgar at all. It was a girl doing gymnastics. And it was drawn as well. Yeah, it was drawn. And they were like, yeah, it goes Man, against. You, like, you, yeah. YouTube's wiling out right now. I mean, you have. Yeah, the, yeah. big time. I mean, I, I've had some, okay, so interesting thing. Uh, I had a, oh man, I had one video about uh, this player called Omar Alsuma. He plays in the, in the, um, in the Dauriel Jamil League. I think it's uh, one of the he leagues. Syrian? He's Syrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I, I had it titled the Syrian Ibrahimovic. Yeah. And that got demonetized. And that was like, that what? was like two years ago. Yeah, it was the Syrian Ibrahimovic. Bro. It had the Syrian flag on the thumbnail and it had Ibra. Um, and it, there was nothing else in the video that would have got it demonetized. I had a video of a, we, we had a Halloween themed a set of cards come out when I had like a zombie on the thumbnail, which wasn't really scary at all, but it got demonetized because of that. So, I mean, 2015 would have never even worried about anything like that. You know, it was like the wild, you wild west. You saw what happened. You saw what happened recently with PewDiePie and KSI. KSI yeah. went on PewDiePie's video and they played this thing towards the end and yeah. then YouTube co totally demonetized it for no reason. They said you guys don't own the content of a song. They didn't even play it. Like, they didn't even sing the song or anything. Aren't, aren't creators like you, from what I've read, leaving YouTube to go on to other Especially streamers. platforms and streamers yeah. onto Twitch and different because... I don't know, freedom of speech is just becoming a bit clamped down on or, or yeah. what's the situation? Um. I mean, YouTube for sure is becoming, there's definitely a politicized angle to YouTube. Um, it's definitely, you know, we had a couple adpocalypses over the course of the, the past few years. And so advertisers have been wary and YouTube has recognized that. So they're trying to make it, they're trying to make it as appealing to advertisers as possible, advertisers as possible at the expense, I think sometimes of creative liberties. Of the content, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I think, I mean, it's still the number one video platform. Nothing else comes close. Um, if you're doing certain sorts of content, like FIFA, we're relatively safe because there's nothing really controversial, you know, in, in yeah. FIFA. So yeah. Unless you're the Syrian Ibrahimovic. Unless you do the Syrian Ibrahimovic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I mean, I think diversification is an important thing. You know, if you're doing YouTube specifically, you might be missing a trick. You know, certainly having a stream. You know, I've, I've had my Twitch stream for as long as I've had YouTube. I haven't been as consistent on Twitch, but lately, the past mm. couple of years, I've really been grinding that because I sort of get a little bit more enjoyment out of that, the live interaction and, and, and such. But uh, I mean, from a business perspective, um, it's, it's yeah, like I said, it's nice. It, it's smart to diversify. You know, if you're uploading YouTube videos, you know, you're, you're, you're playing enough games anyway, just you know, create, create a Twitch stream or something yeah. like that and 
do a little bit of that on the side just in case, you know, for whatever reason. I don't think Google's going away anytime soon, but for, for yeah. whatever reason, um, you have something else. So those two things counterbalance. Um, do you feel from a from a viewership perspective you have like do you feel that a lot of your viewers might have moved like over the past two three years might have moved from youtube to twitch like now they're more widespread than before especially gamers um i think twitch is certainly i mean i think they're both on the rise i mean every time youtube or twitch come out with their analytics year over year it's always up there's always more people there's always more people watching um i i think i certainly think that the the live experience is more attractive and more exciting for people. Um, and it's interesting. You guys had mentioned that about, you know, explaining to people who might not otherwise understand why would you watch someone that games? And I actually, there was a Ted talk I watched a few days ago. It was actually kind of freaky that, I mean, that was literally on that exact thing. It was, I think it was the, one of the founders of Twitch and he referred to them as campfires. So like, don't think of it as a, don't think of it as someone tuning in to watch someone play FIFA. That's very like niche and like nuanced. Think about it as a, as a few people getting together around a campfire and then just kind of talking and really just mm. getting involved in something that everyone, that you love equally. It's like communal. Every, yeah, it's yeah, communal. Yeah, it's quite yeah, a communal yeah. experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, that's, that's very true. I mean, I, since I was a kid, I used to like literally to watch people especially people who were better than me at certain games like i would just literally tend to be watching them and in my head i'm like well why is this so enjoyable but you're it's either you're watching someone who's a lot better than you at whatever craft you're doing or in the case in your case and in many other creators cases you're just watching people who are very entertaining playing or doing something that you really enjoy and when you combine those two things together then obviously it's a good cocktail i remember we were arg the same friend that we were talking about last week when he got into the argument about like why do people watch gamers and then I, I i asked him why do people watch somebody kicking a ball like he's like why do some like it's the same you could you could make the same argument as to why somebody watches sports because at the end of the day you could either playing basketball volleyball rugby football whatever it's that sense of and i think we responded by saying it's that sense of entertainment the thrill you get from it because when you're really passionate about something or when you really enjoy something watching somebody else do it in a better way than you do it makes you be like holy shit this guy's a genius in a certain way it's the same way, like if you get the best gamer in the world and you're a huge football fan you watch Lionel Messi play you get like holy shit how did he do that but imagine watching Lionel Messi play <laughs> and he's also giving you a lot of funny commentary yeah, <laughs> which is where we come yeah, from yeah, like, exa exactly. so you're watching someone who's really good at the game also be really funny and creative mm. and shit. I mean, in essence, when you explain it like that, I'd want to watch it. Yeah. And I think even from from a business perspective, man, it's it's crazy how far it's come. And me being a nosy Lebanese, you know, I'm not gonna throw, I'm not gonna ask you for all the numbers, but like what type of 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 numbers in terms of money is being generated? You know, from, well, from YouTube streaming, from Twitch. Um Oh, inter so interesting little sidebar. I think that's why we watch Ibra because he like Messi really doesn't have a personality. Yeah. Ronaldo yeah. has a personality, but like he's, you know, he's a different type of creature. They're, they're on a different yeah. level, but Ibra mm. incredible, a, incredibly yeah. skillful, but also hilarious. Like you even mm. Jose Mourinho to a certain extent, Jose like, Mourinho, Jose dude, like, Mourinho. people yeah. hate the guy. Yeah. I love him because I, I look forward to those press conferences. I look forward to those, you know, him kicking the bottle on the sideline and like his little, his little quotes, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, like, look, I'll, I'll put it this way. In terms of myself, uh, it's I've I've gotten way more, I've gotten way more than I deserve, way way more than I deserve. In terms of, 
you know, it's rewarding from a, from an emotional standpoint and it's an incredibly rewarding career because, you know, you get people, you know, coming to you pretty much every day saying, Hey, you know what, especially during this time right now with lockdown and everything saying, Hey, Mm. I don't have much going on. I got laid off from work, but when I tune into your streams for an hour every night, it kind of takes me away from, gives me joy. Yeah. It takes me away from all the stuff that's going on. And, Mm. uh, and, and, and that's for sure the most rewarding thing, man. But yeah, like financially, it's just. It's just, it's I didn't want to be, I didn't, yeah, no, no, didn't you're, no, be, you're not being, you're, yeah, not, not at all. I but, didn't uh, want, I didn't want to be intrusive. I mean, I was going to ask you for your social security number, but after that, um, well, no, I, it's, I, I, uh, <laughs> it's uh, 715. Listen, yeah, I don't know a thing about Ryan. Ryan's like really judgmental about people about like, he judges people by the amount of money that they that's make. True. So like, you have to, yeah. you have to excuse my that's, friend on that's this who one. I am. That's why <laughs> we're friends, man. I'm just a guy with good morals, you know, you know, every no, you, know is. you know, you know why I did ask you that question is because in in our culture in this region if you want to go up to your parents and be like hey uh, i really think there's something in playing these games and streaming them and putting them online the first thing that's going to pop up into their head so like, shut the fuck up you schmuck well that's great so you're going to be living off of us for the rest of your life and and that's why it, it is a big question to ask. And think about them having to explain it to their explain friends. It to so their like, friends. oh yeah, what's what's Ryan? Ryan just graduated with like a master's yeah. right now. So like, yeah. what's he doing? Yeah, he opened up oh. Ronaldo on a path. Yeah, yeah exactly. he's like playing FIFA in his bedroom. Exactly. And what? and why why it's it why it's important to talk about these things is is to show your parents that if you're willing to put down the craft and you have a talent for it, you can be rewarded financially. And for people to understand that in this region, so that's why I was a bit you know, kind of intrusive about the numbers. He's not being nosy. So (laughs) good save. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say this. Um, um, it, it, it requires work. And and like I said, it goes back to this. You don't want to rely on one platform and it's such a tough sell. Trust me. I understand. I, I, so interesting little side side, uh, segue, which is, it's also related. I was in the, um, I was in a cold plunge at my gym the other day and there was a father and a son, the father, maybe about, mid fifties, the son, you know, I don't know, 13, 14 years old. And we start talking and, uh, we start talking about what, you know, what we do for, for a living. And I told him I play, uh, video games professionally. And the dad kind of looks at me. He's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, uh, I play FIFA, the video game professionally. And the kid's like, Oh, I know what he does. You know? So like the kid knows he, he, cause he, he watches a bunch of people and, uh, the dad's a boomer. That for sure a boomer. It was a, it was a boomer moment, dude. It was a boomer meeting a zoomer, and uh, and uh, the the you know, the dad started you know asking me questions. He's like, okay, so is it viable though? And I was like, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been doing it since two thousand two about two thousand fifteen, and uh, it it's been it's been very very rewarding, and I could just see the kid's eyes kind of light up. And I'm like, wait, what am I doing here? Am I am I con- am I convincing a father to let his son <laughs> take the chance? Yeah. I mean, he's 13. You know, if you're gonna take the chance, why not? I mean, you got nothing going take on. It then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, it was just interesting because it, w- it it ended up being like a 45 minute long conversation, and by the oh, end wow. of it, I was dude, I was in the cold plunge, and I'm a baby. I don't love doing it. Like I just I just do it because <laughs> it's regenerative. I was down, waist down, totally numb for. <laughs> Because I was so engaged in this conversation and explaining exactly. all these things, and he was asking, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! Like the kids here too, and he wants to know." And and uh, I get out of the cold plunge, bro, and I'm I'm like Jack from uh, from Titanic. Bro. I'm like literally, I've got like frost coming off the you know the, yeah. the mustache and stuff. Hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. But um, yeah, no, it it was cool. But okay, but to be more specific, there's uh, like 
I've, I've done six figures in, uh, since, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've been able to achieve that specifically yeah. in terms of Twitch and mm. uh, Twitch and YouTube. So while, um, while following the thing that you're entirely passionate, I mean, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It is, it is, I, I, I'm not a fan of people who, who tend to downplay stuff like this. And just because it's new and it's different and you don't understand it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, someone someone's following something they're passionate about and earning a good living. I mean, what what more could you? But the thing yeah. that annoys me, though, like especially in our society, is that if you were to follow this unorthodox, not necessarily gaming, but this like new age, anything that's new age or that's unorthodox, and you were to take a risk and go into it, but then you were to fail, people will start making fun of you even more. Like, ah, oh, this guy wasted instead of like. Whereas abroad, I feel not like more if I'm looking towards like Europe and America and North America in general, people are more accepting of you taking that risk. Whereas here in general, society, if you fail, will look down at you even more. Definitely more accepting, yeah. but I'm sure you go through your own. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. Tell, I'm sure you, yeah. you go through your own hurdles as well. Yeah, it's tough. It's and tough. I, I think actually one of the biggest hurdles, and we spoke to you once before and you, you touched on this a bit. Like you're saying, you've been doing this for a few years now. I'm sure it does sometimes, like any other job, get stale at a point. And something we've realized with the podcast is we're always staring at numbers. And, f- and without even realizing, we're valuing our work based off of numbers. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, we do things that we're really proud of. But the numbers aren't there. The numbers yeah. just aren't really there. Sometimes we do things that, I don't want to say we're not proud of them, but we know it's not our best work and the numbers are there. So how do you deal mentally with these fluctuating numbers and keeping up with these figures it's just i mean simply it's just part of the game you know what i mean it's it's in our nature it's it's in our nature to look at those numbers and and i've been guilty of it as well and it's important from a business perspective to be cognizant of the numbers and know generally what you're doing and hopefully things are you know i mean you're gonna have moment you're gonna have yeah you're gonna have days when it's up you're gonna have days when it's down and i'm probably gonna say a bunch of really cliche stuff but Please those, do. They're, they're cliche for a reason, man, because it's, it, there, there's truth to it, dude. Like, I mean, but like, at, at, I mean, really the, the, the main takeaway is that's just part of the, that's just part of the game. You know, I'll have a stream, you know, that'll average, you know, 1200 people. Then I'll have a stream that'll average, you know, 3,300 people. And I, you can't let the success or the so-called failure of, you know, yeah. a lesser number define what you're doing and take away from the passion. It needs to be, you need to bring that passion consistently. Um, and it's interesting you say that, right? Because, you know, I've had ideas of stuff that I'd like to do, which would be more fun, maybe like a cinematic FIFA experience and upload that to YouTube, which would take, you know, maybe it will take, it'll take ages longer to edit than a normal video and it'll do horribly, right? Some, yeah. some crazy, like my, my masterpiece, my Scorsese FIFA masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. And it's cinematic and it's cool. But if no one's looking for that in the FIFA community, you know, the hardcore users will watch, but they want to know about that card that got released at 1 p.m. You know, that's, that's what you have to have in the title. You know, that Ibrahimovic card that came out at one o'clock or that Messi card that's coming out next week or the new promo. So, I mean, it's a, combi- it's a, it's a balance between it's a balance between things like relevancy you know you obviously you know in theory you guys would want a guest who's super relevant right now right you'd want of course like the rock or something like that you know that's going to get you a million a million (laughs) clicks or whatnot we, but, we, uh, we, yeah, well, we, we got to, yeah, well, we can get like the Lebanese rock, which would be like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, and you, that's the t- you got your title right now, which, the Lebanese rock, ex- the, the Lebanese, Lebanese rock, rock. And it's just big bald guy called Hajar, which is like <laughs> literally rock in Arabic. But yeah, you were saying, oh my God, that's so funny. 
<laughs> this is where we need a Joe in the room. Yeah, to, to, to balance out the situation. Yeah. Oh, you know what? No, I feel like it, I, you guys should title every every podcast you could you should find something about your guest that's like something like someone else like the lebanese joe rogan find someone that's bald yeah. find someone that loves elk meat and dmt or whatever and they just call it the yeah. lebanese the lebanese yeah. rogan that's the thing though if he if he publicly says he loves dmt, DMT. he'll be taken to fucking uh, yeah. half the people prison in, within a heartbeat exactly, exactly. half the people difference. have no idea what the fuck he's talking about and the other half would want to fucking execute him. exactly it, it's 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 very thin margins here oh, I actually honestly I, I i love your thumbnails because i that's one of the things things yeah. that first I remember you, you know, got me yeah. into your content was yeah. I, I think the first video i watched from you was four or five years ago probably and it was i was just attracted to your thumbnails and then it was like it was also that thing where you don't want to be too clickbaity and i know we've we've touched upon the subject mm. before but i have to say like when i do click onto your videos i'm never disappointed there's always that that intro you're always engaging and I never feel let down by by clicking onto one of your videos. Yeah, even if you don't put that cinematic intro, you still up until this day, and you we, still have like decent intros, yeah, yeah and, with and, like the effects and the changes. Like you change your no your your voice and shit like that. And, and we've school. had that struggle, so it's like because we recently w went onto YouTube and we're like, all right, so sometimes we talk about interesting things, but do we oversell? Some should we should we be clickbaity? Yeah. Should we be completely honest and say what it is? I mean, we're we're a bit kind of lost about what yeah. to do. With when our we first thumbnail. started, we were like pure audio, and then like we realized that fucking we thought we're just gonna transition to YouTube. It's gonna be so fucking easy, and we're like, holy fucking shit! Yeah, <laughs> we're like, yeah, <laughs> YouTube's yeah. another different monster, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, expectations on each platform are kind of different, right? Like, yeah. Twitter's great for conversations, but it also reflects nothing of reality. Mm. It's like you just it's filled with trolls and you know, you I don't know <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not, I actually I need you guys will probably have to give me some tips on Instagram because I'm trying to get my Instagram game going It's always like it's always been the side Piece of the social yeah. platforms for me, even though it should be one of the because it is I think the one that people are most engaged with Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah, oh, oh, I know what I was gonna say the thing about the thing about uploading content that you're not 100% proud of um, that that actually that resonated with me as well. You know, I mean, it happens, man. Like, you know, once, once every now and again, maybe even once every couple of weeks, I upload something and I'm like, could I've, could I've done, could I have spent a little bit more time and put an extra audio bit and, you know, made that look better? Could I've mm. spent a little bit more time on the intro? Could I have analyzed the price of this player a little bit better? Yeah, I could have, but I mean, some days, some days that content gets out the way it does because it's meant to be, it's meant to get out that way and I, I don't know if that's too philosophical but like if you put something out that you're not proud about and you feel that maybe that pushes you to go further the next day and you yeah. really make that popping piece of content or just do that extra go that extra mile for the next week or so or something like that so I don't know it's it's a balance and it's something I struggle with too for sure just uh, I, I do agree with you though on that part where you're saying the philosophical thing like that con like that piece of content was supposed to come out on that day because like when it comes to us, for instance, like if we release something that at the point in time when we release it, we think it's we think it's going to be a good thing, but then it comes out and we look at it three, four, five days down the line, then we're like, wait a minute, we should have put in more effort over here. As you said, I should have spent a few more minutes here, a few more hours yeah, there. Yeah, we had our mistakes for sure. Yeah. But you learn from them, and then that drives you to lessen those mistakes and become more meticulous, maybe, and like mm -hmm. focus on those small details that, like. In my in my case, before I even started creating content when it came to podcasting, I would never really focus on like titles of videos or like thumbnails and shit like that. But now when I look into it and then I just start reflecting onto how I got introduced to new channels by myself, 
those things really play a very very important role in like grasping the consumer's attention so like that has totally changed my perception when it comes to like the whole process of creating content from a to z yeah no you're 100 right it's it's a total it all comes together title yeah meta uh, ta- uh tags uh, t- tag yeah tags like uh meta Hashtags, tags yeah. yeah um even the description yeah mm. i mean i was bad about it for the longest time like syrian ebra yeah. No one in their right mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, but I just, don't think that's bad, though. I don't no, think no, that's no, bad, I'm, honestly. I'm, I'm literally, I mean, my grandma's half Syrian. I couldn't give a shit. Like, yeah. I, 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 I don't think, I think it's funny. Yeah. No, but what, what I mean is, like, the person in the community that wants the most views on that video titles it 93 rated Ibrahim. Okay, like something like, OMG, what a card. Oh, okay. 93, yeah. man yeah. of the match Ibrahimovic. And there I am in 2015, the Syrian Ibrahimovic, FIFA 15 ultimate team. Like, you know, yeah. that it probably cost me some views, but uh, mm. it's what I felt. It's like when I thought of that title, it was like, yes, that's what I want the title to be because this is like, this is the message that I'm trying to convey. Um, but don't you feel remaining authentic to who you are a bit like might differentiate you in the long run when you're creating content instead of for just being like what every what every other content creator do, do for sure so to fifa packs i've i've ad, i've adapted my content a little bit where i try to it's it's a fine balance um yeah the, the whole clickbaity thing's interesting right like so i'll never say that i'll never have a title that says oh my god i packed messy you open that video i i would i would have packed messy mm-hmm. um but I'll, that to me, if you upload a video called, oh my God, I packed Messi, and then you open, you, you watch the video and it's like a 15 minute long video and there's like, you're sitting through all these ads and by the end of the video, you don't get to, you don't get to see him pack Messi. That's clickbait. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then like, OMG, we got Messi. Okay, so what if Messi's in, what, what if you're using Messi in the game in like a draft or something like that? What if you're using Messi in the game, you didn't pack him? So some people might be let down that you said, oh my God, we got Messi, but you didn't actually pack him. Some people watching this will have no idea what I'm talking about right now. But um, <laughs> the thing I did want to bring up with you, it's like a double-edged type of question. So like, I think you mentioned why FIFA. I know you love the game. You've been playing it since you were a kid. You're passionate about it. But isn't it also kind of scary to be... I don't know, having a career based off of a game that has everyone's public interest, but like, what if down the line FIFA starts to become kind of stale and people say, well, we're not really that interested in FIFA anymore. We want to go to something else. Like, do you have an exit strategy or are you just like this loyal FIFA diehard bastard? Hey man, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting point and it's something I think about, you know, I, I wouldn't say every day, but certainly an exit strategy is something, I mean, because there's no, there's no pathway. You know, there's no pathway for pot, even podcasting or gaming for that matter. Like there's yeah, no, yeah. there's no yeah, 60 year true. old gamers out there. Right. So how far can we take this? How far? Yeah. We're I the mean, ones the creating one, the market. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the one, the one thing I'd say about FIFA, which is kind of nice, it's a cyclical game that comes out every year. Mm. So, every you know, year, whereas yeah. GTA, which is super impressive that it came out, I don't know, 10 years ago and is still, and you know, they still keep fucking it fucking popping. It's still popping. People yeah. still, oh my goodness, dude! It's like I still play Vice City, like mm. I mean, and San Andreas, yeah, yeah, man. San Andreas, even San Andreas. Hey, great games. Vice City is like, yeah, qu- quietly the best one, man, for sure. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, I th- I think about it every now and again. What if FIFA went away? I mean, it's got it's got so many things going for it. It's you know, it's the world's game. Everyone watches football. It's mm, it's FIFA. Mm. There, it's you know, there's no one close. Like Pez is Pez has. Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, which is like the second PS, game yeah. down, is so far away in terms of yeah. reaching the levels of FIFA that, 
you know, that would be an option maybe if FIFA went away entirely for whatever yeah. reason, but... Would you go into other things? Yeah. Why haven't you gone into other things as well? Like, because you were mentioning earlier how, like, you're a very big gamer fan and you play many games. So you being a gamer, why haven't you tried to experiment creating content with different types of games? So it's actually interesting. Some of my earliest games, some of the earliest uploads on the channel were, like, total weird. I, uh, Age of Empires, uh, Age of Empires 2, Age of Kings, which, interestingly, Shafiq, that was the, that was the first video game i ever saw anyone play who was using the phoenicians in age of, of empires course. we were of in like course. third or fourth grade and we played for like eight hours and that like kind of triggered my love of uh my love of real-time strategy games the next day i was like mom i need that game that i saw at Shafiq's house i need age of empires and so whatever um but yeah so i i, I uploaded that early on i played some golden eye and some some other stuff but every summer fifa dies for a couple months and then we all have we all find a game that's like this, the game of the summer that we can got, kind of play and just decompress. And it's always what, whatever COD is popping at the time, whatever Call of Duty mm -hmm. is like, mm. it's always that game. So whenever I branch over there, the number, I don't upload it to YouTube. I keep YouTube and Twitch kind of separate. But um, if I'm just trying to chill and play a game during the summer, I'll do COD on Twitch and the numbers will come down a little yeah. bit. But I'm having so much fun playing a game and, you know, because it's, it's fresh and it's a, diff it's a totally different experience from like every every angle um but yeah cod's the only other game that i've kind of uh messed with a little bit of Fortnite Most back when it was really kind of yeah, popping off like, yeah. huge, like three yeah. three years three so four years things ago die so fast yeah, like, i, I totally huge. forgot about it i've never played it honestly yeah. but like yeah and i remember me and you bro me and ryan the other day we just got into this conversation about fifa and you know, people label us as the old heads or something, but uh, we were getting nostalgic a bit, and we were just remembering like the earlier FIFA, like the earlier FIFA's, like FIFA 08, uh, yeah. FIFA 09, FIFA 10, and I would say maybe before the PlayStation 4, because I feel that there's a certain time where it was always big, but FIFA went a bit more mainstream, a bit more corporate. I, you might yeah, understand what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Like, I might not be labeling it right. FIFA was for me, and it's day when I first started playing it a long time ago was so simple you had manager mode and then you could play 1v1 versus friends 2v2 versus friends eventually the online came in where you could play friends who weren't in the same room as you the and ultimate it, team was what started changing yeah it. and it yeah. had the simplicity to it that personally i loved but me and you are both kind of old heads were a bit yeah. kind of hey listen what happened with me was that my younger brother got the playstation 4 and never let me touch it and i traveled to Damn, london to do my undergrad so i got tough. disconnected yeah. from gaming <laughs> yeah your, your younger brother took over, took over the seat. but for, for me it was it was there was something so nice in the simplicity like even the scouting features like when they started to introduce those features in manager mode where you actually have to scout players and wait one month to get their rating i was like fuck that bro like i just give <laughs> i want to sign an 89 player i don't want to wait one month for you to tell when i'm playing with like blackpool fc to sign an eight so for me, I, I love that simplicity. And I just felt like as times went on, not to sound like a boomer, but it, it, it started to get more corporate. And I get it from the business perspective. But for me, it lost that, I don't know, it lost that The touch. thing is, though, what I, would argue, what I would argue with you is that they were also adapting with the times. Of course, of They course. saw yeah, how yeah, times yeah. are changing, yeah, yeah. how like online gaming was becoming more of a thing. And they're like, okay, for us to make something that's more inclusive other than just making two people playing against each other, I think that's what Ultimate Team did. It made it more of a society rather than I'll play against you, Zwayback, or I'll play against you, or you play against him. It's, where yeah, you're yeah. creating teams. A network. A networking and training shit. So. But, but where, where I will... Okay, I agree with what you're saying, and I get it from the... And maybe you can chime in on this. I get it from the business perspective, but 
there is that kind of rhetoric it can get unfair because if somebody if comes, you spend yeah. and i have i have a friend and if he's i don't know if he's gonna watch this <laughs> i think no joke he spent over ten thousand dollars on like ultimate team and yeah. packs and everything like that yeah and and so there is that that kind of notion that okay if you're gonna spend the most you're gonna be the best because you're gonna get the best tools it's kind of like in formula one like if you spend the most he's a fucking like, man city isn't he no he's a chelsea <laughs> fan which is not too which is not too far by the way it's like chelsea were man city 20 years ago so, it's not too far. so so do, i don't know man do you think there is this kind of degree of unfairness i guess of of if you have the most money if you're willing to spend on on the most then you are going to be the best for sure i mean there's for sure a pay to win component to the game there's no question about it you know you can like you said you can pump in and i yeah i mean i know people that have just put in just ridiculous amounts of money into ultimate team and and, you know they have ronaldo mbappe neymar at the end of day two right um i would say though i don't think a great team is gonna make you it's not going to put you at the... T- it's going to give you an advantage, for sure. You'll have an advantage. A huge advantage, as a matter of fact, especially early in the game. But you still have to make that... You still have to make that pass. You still have to time the shot. You still have to do mm. all these little things when it comes to tactics that don't involve the rating of your player. You have to do all these little yeah. things fast. And you have to do them in a way that is meta. And so so, so while while I agree you do have an advantage, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't. I don't think, you know... You know, would I get elite? So would I would I finish better in the weekend league with a god tier squad, you know, by pumping in thousands of dollars into the game? Sure. But Probably, I yeah. get in, I get enjoyment out of so I the I run my road to glory, which I'm actually looking at the team right now on the screen in front of me. I haven't put a penny in the game and I'm really happy with how the team looks. And like, mm. yeah, I have an eighty rated center back named Clusterman in the Bundesliga who plays <laughs> like he's eighty nine, but he cost me yeah. twelve hundred he cost me one thousand two hundred coins as opposed to yeah. mm-hmm freaking uh icon real ferdinand who's like half a mil so i don't know mm. I, I i take a strong sense of pride in in the fact that i i don't put uh money on this account now on the other account i'll put some money on that so i can do content for youtube so there you know it's yeah. a, it's it a, makes sense yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, your yeah, business yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah. no that's 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 like a classic business investing in r&d or whatever that's yeah. like a, that's a that's a i'll take turning it corporate yeah now. i have to turn it corporate i'm sorry for that i'm sorry for anyone but who doesn't it, understand what r&d is with research and development <laughs> but it, yeah. it's, 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 it's unemployed yeah the the point that you had made before is interesting too um about wow literally i knew it just went away you know when you had the thought yeah, in your mind? Yeah, it, 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 it was that. It was the whole point of, of I don't know, the simplicity to me. Yes, like for me, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like for me, like me and my friends would sit down, we'd randomize three teams each, and you only could do it three times. And I would get like an international team, El Salvador versus Brazil. And you know what? I'd get destroyed. But if I scored that one goal with El Salvador, it would be like the fucking World Cup. I would. Sp- spray champagne what, what i used to like doing before like ultimate team became a thing and before like i'm talking about like the early days of the playstation 3 was that like i used to go when watford was in the second division or the third division i used to like taking like a team like watford i remember this yeah. so well and like just fucking building it up building it up and until like i win the yeah. premier league and they didn't yeah. have the champions league they had like the euro league or something because they weren't the official sponsors of the Champions. yeah league yeah they'd have that like nondescript yeah, name yeah, like for the european champions. glory make cup yeah, glorious yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. so from a simplicity's perspective yeah fifa 14 and 15 ultimate team it was very bland we had mm. You know, you had 10 divisions, you got a coin bonus for advancing through divisions, and that was pretty much it. There was no draft, there was no foot champions, 
the um, squad building challenges. I think about how far we've come in terms of content. There's almost too much to do. And it's funny because we look back at those days where we really didn't have, where there wasn't as much to do, but we look back at it with nostalgia. Like what you think of the soundtrack, you think about the songs that you heard. in the, yeah. I mean, the, like songs, the, best, the songs. People always have the best soundtracks. So it's like, yeah, all those things play into, all those things play into, uh, into, into how you feel about a game. So yeah, I, I look back on the earlier FIFAs definitely with, uh, with fondness, with fondness yeah. for sure, hundred percent. You said something about the soundtrack, so like even I, I could go back to FIFA eight up until now. Like FIFA always have the best track lists, yeah. like in terms of like the games that I've played. And I've me and you were again talking about yeah, it no, playing if, songs if, to each if other. If an artist shit. makes it onto a FIFA soundtrack, that's a big break. Like yeah. it turned Huge. into a very big thing for an artist to make it. For into. a while, they had like that niche pop indie, like indie pop type of like soundtracks that yeah. they played, which were like insane. Then they yeah. went grime a bit. Grime. One it, of yeah. them, one I don't yeah, know yeah. if you might remember this way back, Big Bang. The big, big. Oh bang. my God! Yeah. The reason, the reason yeah. you're alive. Yeah. See, like that, and that's yeah. that's a FIFA yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wouldn't. 100%. I, who knows if? Who knows if we would have heard of that without FIFA? Or, yeah. You know. A hundred percent. No, my yeah. dad's probably listening and he's thinking we had just had a stroke, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, 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 definitely, definitely. And and other than obviously, we all love the game of FIFA and what you do is super interesting, but. Do people try to just, I don't know, put you in the box of, oh, you're this FIFA guy? Because we've met you now. This is the second time. You're a nice guy. You're a funny guy. And you're interesting. And I don't know. What type of things besides FIFA do you enjoy? Are you, are you I mean, we haven't even spoken about this, but are you a football fan? Do you like the game of football? Love it. You, Love you, it. Say, you said Love something it. that you studied film. And Ryan himself was like a very huge... I'm a film buff, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. I, I, dude, listen, man. When I uh, when I when I have a meal at a restaurant and it's good or bad, I'll give it a Rotten Tomatoes ro- rating. That just just to give <laughs> nice. you some idea, you know what I mean? Like so, yeah. nice. I you know I don't like giving things over ninety percent. You know that's a, if it's a big deal, if it's you know <laughs> you're that's a, a good sell. Deal. You're yeah. a tough sell. Yeah, I'm a tough yeah. sell. So like if something's really good, I hover around like the eighty-seven to eighty-eight percent. You know. Mm, yeah. Um, but also on the on the other side, I rarely give anything below seventy percent. So I'm like I'm always within that. Yeah, so you're mm. you're fair, but also at the same time, it's tough to sell you on the full hundred yeah, or ninety. Hundred percent. Yep. Cool. And um, what about football teams? Do you support any any football Bayern. teams? Bayern. Bayern. Bayern, of course. Bayern, There's yeah. the German in you as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so Bayern, you're pretty happy uh, last last summer. When they oh, won I mean, the it's been yeah, it's been a good couple of years. <laughs> There's some injuries though. I don't know. The national team suffering, so I, that's a whole other story. Yeah, you, got, you guys got hammered by Spain a few oh my, last dude. week. Six nil. He's got to go. Yogi Love has to. <laughs> Yogi Love has to go. But yeah, I think he's past it. I, I think I think like he did his thing with Germany. I think he's just been there for like almost ten years right now. I think it's about time somebody else comes in, like inject some fresh blood into it. Plus, yeah. I think he's I think I think he got too comfortable. Like any manager that's willing to pick his nose in front of like bro on, this live, guy. Te- on, on live television. <laughs> shove it up his ass. And, and what do you have to lose at that point? You know what I mean? Like, you know he's done it so many times though. No, I know, but that's what I'm, he got so comfortable. He's like, you know what? I could probably like respectfully maybe diarrhea on this field and I'll still be in a job because I. <laughs> won the world cup like you you got he like it's there's too much comfort you yeah. know you need a bit of yeah. like a fire up your ass sometimes yeah so it's it's germany and bayern munich okay fair enough so so uh, i think something that really like two days ago fucking diego maradona passed away and i saw that you you posted a very sentimental yeah. post on instagram i was really affected because he was one of my footballing icons growing up even though i never watched him play me neither. But like I yeah. used to, I, I watched every, almost every single documentary or interview you could find about him. I've like studied the guy from A to Z, and I felt like 
damn like you you working in fifa as well i'm sure like i was talking to ryan i'm sure like the next fifa fifa 21 is gonna have the cover of fifa is going to be diego maradona for sure and they're gonna create like a special pack for him within the next yeah. few months just to commemorate him so they they gifted everyone that has an ultimate team account they gifted uh the argentina home and away kit so mm. every account got that gifted for free and then um a tifo which is like a banner that you can display in, yeah, your, yeah. Sta- in yeah. your stadium edge of maradona just like celebrating so mm. it was a nice touch and then it said like uh, gracias diego and then just gracias. you know a nice message about you know his passing and here's these items to honor him and so everyone you know for my weekend league run i made my entire stadium blue i had a napoli stadium theme because uh, he obviously meant so much for that club and they um, renamed their stadium now to san paulo they renamed it to diego maradona yeah. stadium yeah it's beautiful yeah. um but yeah man total total legend man total legend I, and uh, i just wish yeah. i just wish i was old enough to see him play like I, I wish i actually watched him during his prime because there's always that debate about maradona or messi and uh, i don't know like i feel maybe his impact from from a forget football but more from like a socio-cultural perspective is way bigger than messi's like what well, he won sp- the world cup other, 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 other than the yeah. world cup like for the things well, he stood for I'll, I'll i'll say this there's not an athlete that means as much to where he's from you know united states we have michael jordan but like he's considered a little bit somewhat like maybe too arrogant or whatever and it's for sure Jordan, right? Or like Switzerland has Federer and there's other countries and stuff, but I don't think anyone really means as much to their country like Maradona yeah. means, still means to, to Argentina. To Argentina. Um, even so, if Messi wins the World Cup. I think even even if Messi wins yeah. the World Cup, Maradona meant something to that country yeah. during a time and still does. And Messi means something to them now in a different way than Maradona does. Yes, you know, Maradona's God. Messi may one day for sure be revered and idolized the way that Maradona was, but right now, you know, Maradona, he's religion. Mm. And, um, I mean, Messi they would probably... churches after him, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, churches after him. Uh, Iglesia de Maradona, something or the other. Mm. But, yeah, it's crazy. Dries Mertens, actually, he's a player for Napoli. He's the all-time, yeah. Yeah. all-time goal scorer. He came out and he said something really beautiful. He said, you know... Um, if my name has ever been mentioned alongside yours, I apologize. You know, yeah. he said this after after the passing yesterday, that's and a, that's uh, a good said, way to pay respect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, for, forever my idol. You know, so um, yeah, yeah. Re- no, rest in peace, Maradona. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. had his demons, but my God, he was a player. He I was mean, just off of YouTube compilations. Exactly, my God, that's my, the thing, man. That's because that's what our generation had YouTube compilations. But my God, he was a player. Some of the documentaries or commentaries give me goosebumps up until this hundred percent. Um, you know, at, at least we have at least we have that too. You know, with the argument with Pele is we don't have a lot of footage mm. of his you know European mm. campaign and just not a whole lot of footage in general. But you know, thank God that during the era of television and broadcast, we have all these moments we from Maradona that. where yeah. you can we can go back and relive them and see what he was about. So, especially I, when Pele was playing without you know the offside rule, which is which is oh, insane man. to me. Like, um, and as well, I just wanted to ask. Um, so obviously fifa is where it's at right now how, how many how many times do you upload per week um it used to be like every day and there would i had a, i'd have a lot of pressure to upload every day but like if a sunday comes around and i'm kind of just trying to chill and i know I'll, i'm going to be streaming that night i might take the day off youtube or i might you know upload a youtube video and then take the day off twitch you know there will be times i'll just take off both just to kind of decompress and re you know re-energize um but pretty much you know during peak fifa season pretty much daily and then streaming okay. like five, six you're, times. You're, uh, five, yeah, six times you're quite you're quite consistent with it. And 
not to sound like your parole officer or anything, but <laughs> do you do you think really far ahead? Like, do I want to be doing FIFA uh, videos for the next 30 years of my life as long as the income is coming in and I'm happy and I feel like I'm giving back to the community? Or do you want to diversify? Or is there something else that you want to kind of achieve and do? I, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, I, you know, I... I think about that scene in Titanic when they're when they're grilling Jack Dawson at the table. It's like, don't you find living this way is rather or something like that? It's rather <laughs> on point. Uh, yeah, on point. Some, something. Yeah. It's like, well, and then he takes a bite of the bread. He's like, you know, yesterday I won a ticket on a game of backgammon. Now I'm here with you fine folks. And then he takes a little sip of his wine or whatever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I really take day it a day. day. To, exactly. Day, day by day. Do I think about the future? For sure. D is it scary? 100%. I mean, like, but that's true for any of us. I mean, whether you're working for a company that you think is never going to go anywhere or you're in a super hot, uh, volatile industry, you never really mm. know. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I try not to think too far ahead just because my own mind will just do a little bit too much. So you're just, hey. You oh, know, I feel you. Ride <laughs> the wave. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Detoxify. Go for walks. Go to the gym. Watch movies. Enjoy your totally. life. Watch some football totally. as well. And the only, the only thing I would recommend for your future is if we can if we can get you back in Lebanon. Not virtually. Oh, man. Present oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Hopefully once the situation calms down a bit and like where getting, you, where you, get to wait, meet you in person. Where are you guys person. taking me? You taking me to the train station club? What are we doing? We're going to the train station club. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did the train station club. Bro, exactly. I want, I want to go there. I want to have some drinks. I want that train to be working. And then we ride the train. Train out of and the then we ride the train. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And it's, it's not even a metaphor. We literally <laughs> ride the, the train. train. <laughs> Um, I, I, I mean, look, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're a super nice guy. You've achieved a lot, and I think yeah. your story is honestly amazing. Very so, inspirational to so many. Yeah. So thank you so much, Zoe, and hopefully yeah. we'll have you here in person. And hopefully we'll get to meet you one day in person as well. Yeah, man. Hey, and if not, wait. Well, let's do this again. I'm, I'm more than down to do this again sometime. And but the dream would be 100% in person, bro. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anrami, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm a Sabal. Thank you. Also, we'd love your feedback, so please DM us on Instagram at Fauda2020.